passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Bubba. Let me tell you something. My go-to gift when I can't figure out what to buy for somebody is... A unbelievable kick-ass package from Omaha Steaks. From the meat to the dessert and everything in between, Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new homemade texture for the juiciest homestyle burgers that you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real-aged Omaha Steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun, filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive burger perfection flight for only seven. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code Bubba at checkout and get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You're going to get four of each pure ground burger plus a sample of all the steak on the bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Use promo code Bubba at checkout and get $20 off the burger perfection flight and discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. Again, omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Bubba at checkout. Check one, two. Let's get this party started. Hello and welcome. the Anna Hummel show sounds weird things are constantly changing and that's the only thing that's consistent in life is changed is change is what I meant to say uh welcome to the Anna Hummel show uh my name is Anna Hummel if those are of uh, you for not familiar with the show it's a little bit odd staying here and sitting in here all alone talking to you, but also talking to myself. I'm, I'm used to having a co-host throughout my, my career with whether it be Lummy or Blitz or when I was at The Bone and doing shows with my buddy Will. There was always someone to kind of give you some feedback. I like more of a dialogue than a monologue. But we must challenge ourselves to do new things. And for those of you that have listened to my shows, especially when I did them with Lummy and Blitz, it was it was me just rambling on and on and on and on most of the time anyways. But it was it was nice to see another face, to talk to a human being, to look at them in their eyes. But listen, uh, we're, we're trying new things. We're doing new things. Thank you so much for those who have waited around to watch me talk to myself, but also talk to you. 
because I'm sure we'll get some calls today, hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, but maybe not, because sometimes your calls suck and they're bad. Um, so feel free to call in so we can interact together. 81390-BUBBA, if you'd like to call in. Um, as I was kind of going through the laundry list of things I'd like to talk about last night, I was like, what, should there be a theme to the show um, I feel like I'm jack of all trades, master of none, jack of some trades, master of certainly none. So I'm not a doctor. I do like to give unsolicited uh, medical advice. I like to tell people uh, what I what I think they should do. But I like to tell people in a general sense, like I probably won't tell go up to somebody and be like, you should do this to do, you know, lose weight or gain muscle or whatever. But. I do like to just give general advice, and then when you take my advice, it makes my heart ever so happy. So thank you to those that have called in, especially with the intermittent fasting thing, because I've really claimed that as my my own idea. Um, it is not. It, it is something that people practice, I think, even essentially for... Well, that's kind of how we existed on the savannah when we were evolving from australopithecines to... Hom, uh, to Homo erectus, to Homo habilis, and then to Cro-Magnum and Homo sapiens, what we are today. So we're kind of like dipping back into our ancestral history and going, hmm, how did we do it back then? Maybe we should return to the way things once were. It's really the most conservative flex one could do because obviously you want to keep things the status quo, but sometimes... When things evolve and change and change over thousands of years, you kind of got to go, hey, hold on. I think where we are at right now is not the move, and we need to return to the way things once were. So I like to talk about health. I like to talk about fitness. I know I'm sure you guys are fucking sick and tired of hearing about it, but I love talking about it. It's one of my favorite things right after talking about me, which is, you know, my favorite topic, and I'm sure it's your favorite talk topic to talk about yourself. And that is something that I've used to my advantage in almost every social interaction, especially when it's with a, a newer person. So I went to a brunch a few weeks ago, say, and I and at this brunch, I knew one person. I just I I I pretty much knew my roommate. That was it. It was for her birthday deal. Um I was not the one that organized it, but I was invited and so I did attend and it was a bunch of people that I had never met before. So, you know, they all know each other. I'm the odd man, woman out, baby out, want to be as inclusive as possible. And, you know, in in situations like that, it's really strange because, like, I talk for a living. I should be able to interact with people. And I'm like, I can at least pretend to be friendly. Like, I, not that I'm the most friendliest person. People have, have said a lot of things about me over the years. I don't think friendly is in the top five adjectives. Maybe. Maybe. You know, during BARP, I'm pretty friendly just because it's a festive time. But generally speaking, I don't think that people would say... That I'm, I'm particular. They're like she's relatable, maybe funny, um, you know, smart isn't one I like to hear. But like, uh, friendly is you know maybe not in the top five. So 
I was honestly a little bit nervous, which is unusual for me to be in a situation, a social situation. Not that I'm uh, super socially gifted, but come on, a little bit. Here's the thing. It's not something that I don't want to say it's not something that comes natural. It's something that I have to turn on. Like most people where you, you know, is anyone donating money? I'm sorry if I'm not calling it out. Uh, I There's just a lot going on and it's just me, baby. It's just me today and possibly forever. So, um, yeah, so I, I, come, I go to this brunch and I don't know anyone but Rachel. So and I'm I'm submerged in the middle, which was just luck because you don't want to be the person nobody knows on the end of the table. I really kind of take you have to survey the whole situation and you go, okay, what's the best for me as someone who knows no one right in the smack in the middle of everything? Because then you can kind of be a little bit more involved. And I'm the type of person where, especially if I'm in a situation where I'm a little bit uncomfortable, not because people are mean or anything, but just like you don't know anybody you know, I got I got dressed up. I'm going to this place I've never been to meet people I don't know. And you're just like, what the what's going to happen? Am I going to fit in? Am I going to say something, you know, off colored and that's going to make people upset? So I was like, all right, this is unusual because usually when I go to hang out with people, it's people I know, people I'm comfortable with, people that know me, people, you know, that I've just had multiple interactions with before. So I wasn't quite sure how this was going to go down. So I go in and everyone's like nice, but they're talking amongst themselves about themselves. And something that's really helped me. And I think it's I think I grabbed it from like a book my dad read. It was a very popular book. I'm sure many of you have heard of it or read it. I think it's How to Win Friends and Influence People. My dad really needed to read that book because he was not not. I would say not great on the how to make friends um, spectrum, probably probably pretty low. And I think a lot of that was cultural stuff. I think the way that not that my dad is Israeli, but you have to understand he came from 13 years of living in Israel where people don't you don't say hello to your neighbor. It's not it's like you say hello to people, you know, and you fucking ignore everybody else. So my dad would say was very confused when he first came to the States where, you know, they'd be he'd be jogging with my mom. And some neighbor, you know, some person running and be like, hey, and my mom's like, hey, and my dad's like, how the fuck do you know this guy? My mom's like, I don't know this guy. And he's like, well, why'd you say hello? He's like, because Americans are fucking friendly, bitch. So, you know, it took a little bit of an adjustment period for my father to you're saying hello and waving to people you don't know. So he had to read a book about how to make friends and influence people. And I remember reading a little bit of myself and it, one of the, the best things that you can do is just get people talking about themselves because boy, do they love it. Ah, is that right? Is that right? Ah, Bubba, I just saw a fucking hand appear. You could have told me you were here. I know you didn't want to stop slow my roll, but... I was rolling like a motherfucker. I was in my zone. Um, but yeah, that hand threw me the fuck off. But that's okay. We're back. We're back. So um, I read this book about how to win friends and influence people. And the the way that I have found success, whether it be in an interview setting or making new friends or just a casual interaction with a stranger, is get them talking about them. Don't even try to interject. Don't even say, I've been there too. Don't even say that. Just ask them questions and look at them right in their fucking face 
and make them feel like they are the most important and interesting person you've ever met. And I promise you, when they walk away from that situation, am I in a in an earthquake right now? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't want to say that you've made a bad situation worse, but I know I just see the camera fucking jumping around this this hand that just keeps popping out. Now the monitor's moving. Listen, it's okay. I'm a radio professional and I can work through this. This isn't distracting at all. Is everything okay, Mama? Do you need me to help you? I'm not okay. Okay, he's not. Are you on extra pills today? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's getting ready for lunch. He's got a pill up for lunch. Uh, with the Diacos, um, you got to let us know if Krista shows up because that's probably not the move. You know, as a woman, if you know that the guy is going out with the boys, you kind of just got to you got to hold back. Not that it would be bad because Krista's presence is awesome and she's a cool ass chick. But I, I understand that it, it changes the dynamic of any sort of meeting or interaction when when it's, especially when it's like one person's bring, brings their spouse. That looks pretty good. Yeah, you can see. Um, yeah, you can see my uh, my big muscles. So that's cool. Any, anything that shows them off. You know, most people are interested in TNA, but I got I got back and shoulders. So uh, anything I can do to highlight my strengths, I'm I'm a fan of that. Eight one three ninety above. If you'd like to call in and, and join the conversation with myself. So yeah, uh, get people talking about them. Can't with you in this fucking camera. <laughs> yeah. um, I know. I sure was. I honestly would have preferred you say, hey, I'm here versus me see that camera. You know how skittish I am. Uh, yeah, that's that's frightening. Don't you have a lunch to tend to? I think that's good. Thank you for thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, no, it's cool. But hey, bubs. Thank you. Appreciate you. The more the peanut head because I got a, I got a big old head. With lots of brains in it, probably not. A one three ninety Bubba. The camera is certainly worse than where it began. But that, hey, that's okay. This isn't my. This is my. This is not my gimmick. This is Bubba's gimmick, and I'm just happy to be here. So thank you very much. Um, yeah. So the basically um, moral of the story is, I went to this brunch and I fucking killed it. I fucking killed it. I got these people. You got them laughing a little bit. You get them talking about them. I had a full blown conversation with a man about St. Louis, Missouri and the types of fried foods they eat there. I had no interest in what I was talking about, but I had an interest in 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 making these people like me. Like not making them in a sense where it, you're you're forcing them, but putting them in a situation where they have no choice but to love me and want me around and to come back for more. So I do get I do get kind of like uh Get off on that. Getting people to the point where they're just like, oh, it's great. She is so charming and funny. But it's certainly something that I have to turn on and is often uh, turned off as well. As soon as I got in my car, it was like a, Whew. how is, uh, are we, it looks like it's loading. I know we got, maybe got some issues here. I don't know if uh, the stream is on right now, so you're going to have to work with me. I keep reloading it. It looks like it's. I don't know if I'm rolling. Um, hopefully people can let me know what's going on just in the event that it's not live. But I think we're good. I th I think we're good. Are people, um, Brett, maybe you could help me out here if you're around. Maybe not. 
I'm going to just keep talking. 81390 Bubba, call in just in the event so I know what's going on and if people can hear me right now. It says that it's live, latest live stream. Let's see what is going on here. Is it what? Okay. Still on the local recording. Guys, I'm sorry. There's things going on. I'm not sure if the um the Cameron manipulation affected the stream at all. I would say it may have, but that's fine because I'm a radio professional and I appreciate and I welcome new challenges every day. If you can hear me, which you probably can't because I think I'm just on the local recording, um, we're getting things back up. So just give us a moment. Maybe I'll play some music. drive and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with an eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, with all the parts that you need at the prices that you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ever thought about why your wireless bill is so damn expensive? It's all just radio waves. How much can a radio wave really cost? Seems like wireless got together and decided, I don't know, 100 bucks a month or so. I think the people will buy it. What choice are they going to have? Now, thanks to Mint Mobile, you're going to have a choice, my friend. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. 
That's unlimited talk and text for only 15 a month. Mint Mobile's service in comparison to the big providers are is just as crystal clear and just as good. You're just saving a lot of money. For anybody who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for only 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Choose from 3, 6, or 12-month plans and say goodbye to that monthly phone bill. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a whole entire family. And at Mint, families start at two lines. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same number along with all your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, you got to go to mintmobile.com forward slash bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash bubba. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash bubba. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. back god bless i think i lost the chat too uh brad if you could mosey on in here what does this say create just give me a second folks we're working out the kinks here of all righty brett is in studio can you show me where the chat be oh you're good it like dis- I think that's the wrong mouse. That's a, it's, it's this mouse right here. Where did it go? Did I? I just dis- I made it disappeared. Not that I'm gonna read it, and I feel bad. There we go. Beautiful. Thank you guys. Thanks for being patient. Thank you, Rhett. Appreciate it. Eight one three ninety Bubba. If you'd like to call in. We got a Bubba 199 tonight. Very excited about it. It's going to be quite the party. It is uh, Bubba's 47th, my math is correct, 47th birthday, and he's very excited about it. And, you know, don't don't be fooled. Everybody likes celebrating their birthday, but they want other people to do it for them. So, you know, when Bubba says, like, I don't want to do anything for my birthday, like, don't believe that for one fucking second, because everybody likes to be showered with gifts, with love. 
with presents, with cakes. If you're a woman, maybe with flowers and balloons. Everybody likes that because your birthday is a good proxy for how much you matter. And no one likes to say that because there's some people that maybe don't get nothing for their birthday. But it's kind of like a good litmus test to see like how many tentacles you have in society, how much you matter to other people, you know, that sort of deal. And everybody knows this, but nobody wants to say that because there's lots of people who get nothing for their birthday and nobody knows it's their birthday. And that's not to say that you don't matter, but I would say that, you know, if you are, I don't know, the president of the United States, like a lot of people are going to come to your B-Day bash. If you're Bubba the Love Sponge, a lot of people want to come to your B-Day bash. And if the the doors were open, if there was an open door policy, we'd be seeing a lot more than 24 people. Um, so it's kind of like this proxy, a good, you know litmus test to see how much do I matter so when people say uh I don't want you to do anything for my birthday that's a lie now that doesn't necessarily mean they they want to party is sometimes they don't want that's true they don't want to party but they do like to text you know let's limit the phone calls unless you're a parent maybe a sibling um but yeah if you're just kind of like a peripheral friend texts are the best thank you so much um, cards are always appreciated, but presents, presents are supreme. Everybody, even if, even if it's a bad gift, just knowing that someone went to a store, went to Amazon or whatever, and, and spent at least a good five minutes with you in mind thinking, wow, Anna, Bubba, Lummy, anybody would really appreciate if I got them this, just the gesture. Maybe if you were to make them a cake. Um, so that that's that's been my poor person's guide to showing gratitude, if I may extend that a um, suggestion to others. Because when you're poor, when you are getting, it's not gifts, but when you're getting services or products or whatever from people like, say, Dr. Dan, what can I buy Dan that he doesn't already have? A cooler car? Yeah, right. No, can't do that. Uh, I'm not going to get him like a a cool like gift toy. He he can buy all the things. So what do you get anyone um, on a somewhat consistent basis? Because I like to show gratitude in in any sort of in any sort of way in which people do something for me. Right. If people go out of the way to, you know, get pus out of my finger or give me Botox or whatever the case may be or, you know, uh, drain my fucking ear because I almost got cauliflower ear. How do I show gratitude that's something that I can afford, that's something that they'll appreciate? And the answer is always food. Food in some capacity, whether it is a home-cooked meal, which is not really my forte, but, you know, baked goods. I like to bake goods. I like watching people uh, bake the goods. I like watching people eat the goods. So it's fun for me, and the people appreciate it. And I think that's um, that has been my little, my little trick and tip for if you're trying to show gratitude to somebody, they did something nice for you, um, a nice way to reciprocate or just show gratitude is through food. 81390-Bubba. Um I know we got in a conversation about me being vegetarian and maybe not being the uh, the the health having that healthiest most healthy diet on the planet, and I was getting this advice, of course, from um, someone who makes 
Presto Pizza Makers and another person who, you know, eats gas station food on the regular. So, and here's the thing. Most people know what's healthy and what's not, but I like to, I like to go down the rabbit hole to find out, like, what is the best diet? Because there's so much conjecture out there as to what is the best way, the optimal way to live in terms of Calories consumed, the macronutrient breakdown, vegan. You hear people say vegan's the healthiest. You know, if you talk to my father, who is a vegan, which I always regret telling people because he's not a militant vegan. He's a good kind of vegan because there's good and evil vegans. The evil vegans are the ones you don't invite to dinner parties because they're fucking annoying. And they tell people how to eat and they talk about how animals suffer. And you just go, shut up. I don't want to hear about it. My father, on the other hand, is a vegan that just keeps that shit to himself. Now, if you make the mistake about asking him about being a vegan, well, now that's on you because now you've opened up a proverbial can of vegan worms and he's going to tell you all the reasons why being vegan is the best way. Um, I'm not going to tell you how to eat. Obviously, I like I said earlier, I'll tell you not to eat because that's the best fucking thing you could do is not eat, which is so crazy. And I feel like a I feel like a whore that came back and discovered Jesus and I want to share the gospel. Except my shit actually works. There's no praying involved. There's just um there's just evidence, science, hard facts that are proving my point. And every time you, I can't even tell you. I, I, so, so many people said nice things to me at Barb or when you guys call in, you tell us that you're a fan of the show or a fan of me, whatever. Obviously, that makes me feel good. But like when Brian from Philly came up to me at Barb and told me he lost 40 pounds because he did intermittent fasting because of the shit I was spewing out of my mouth, that made me really happy. When, when Nash, when one of the Nashes came up to me and told me the same thing, we had a caller, uh, I'm going to fuck up his name. Was it Mario? I don't know. Everyone's named Mario. Um, when when someone called in and said that they, oh, they were beating up their, I think it was yesterday, that they hit their grandkid and they also lost 80 pounds doing intermittent fasting. That, that makes me feel like I'm actually making a difference. That makes me feel like I'm making a difference. So thank you to those that call in to tell me that because it, it, it's it and again like I said at the beginning of the show I'm going to claim it as my own it's my own idea that I discovered you know uh, let's just say it started getting some some legs maybe 10 15 years ago but I only stumbled upon it two years ago so that's when it came into being is when I decided to open my eyes to it and really try to spread the gospel as much as possible because um and it's something that's kind of not shameful, but when you're someone who's been, I was working out in my room and diet focused ever since the age of like 12. Like I was aware of calories at 12. I remember being at college and having a conversation with uh, one of my roommates who was probably shame. She was the ugliest and the dumbest out of nine girls. So that's not a good combination. You know, usually the smarter, the dumber, you think. You think it's like a hot, crazy, or hot, dumb matrix. But unfortunately for this girl, um, and we called her Smashley. Her name was Ashley. But she was um, the ugliest one out of nine girls and the dumbest. So everyone was hotter and smarter than her. And I remember having a conversation with her in the kitchen and... 
she was explaining that she doesn't know anything about nutrition. And we're like, okay, so you don't know about the, the biochemistry of nutrition. It's okay. And so my roommate, Jackie, one of the hotter and smarter girls goes, well, do you know how much, how many calories are in like a, a, a this jar of peanut butter? Like she just picked up a jar of peanut butter, obviously hiding the nutrition facts. And she's like, do you know how much is, how many calories are in this jar of peanut butter? And Ashley just like kind of shrugs, smashly because she'd get fucked up. Smashly just kind of shrugs and she just goes, I don't know, like 150. And Jackie and I were like, oh. Now that doesn't necessarily mean you're dumb, but that just means like you don't know shit. I'm like, damn, if you don't know that. I'm like, bitch, that's not even one serving. That's not even two tablespoons. This whole thing is like fucking... 3,000 calories, this whole thing right here, this giant jar of peanut butter. She just had no fucking clue, Um, which is why, you know, that also contributed to why she was maybe, you know, one of the ugliest and also happened to be one of the dumbest. Apparently turned into an attorney. Apparently that's what happens sometimes is you're just like, how the fuck did you go to DeVry University? I don't know what's going on with you. But anyways, um, I definitely don't think that necessarily being a vegetarian is the the healthiest way to live because there's a lot of ways to get it wrong. And and there's a lot of ways to get being vegan wrong. My dad was doing it wrong for many years, not many years, a few years, where he was just like fucking farting all the time and you can gain weight because you're just eating fucking potatoes and vegan pasta and you're like, but it's vegan. It's like, yeah, but also your blood glucose is through the roof. This is a problem. So I had a, I had a vegan roommate in Detroit and it actually ended up being really fucking weird because this vegan roommate I had in Detroit, Michigan I moved to Florida, okay so we have that story right, I have a vegan roommate in Michigan um, who was from Cleveland of all places, well I moved to Florida, whatever 1200 miles south, maybe I'm just throwing that number out there, I get a new roommate after the Chinese trilogy but Rachel, Reagan these girls knew each other. What the fuck? Because my uh, my Detroit roommate was from Cleveland and the same suburb as Rachel as well. It was very bizarre. And then I moved to, boom, uh, Tampa or St. Pete, whatever, and I start rooming with Rachel and I start telling her about this vegan roommate. I'm like, yeah, she was from uh, Strongsville or whatever. It's hmm, interesting. Kind of like, you know, you start deducing everything and she, I'm like, yeah, her name was Alicia. And she's like, Alicia Blank? And I'm like, no fucking way. You guys know each other? How small is this world? So, yeah, I lived with two people that I met from fucking Craigslist, okay? Just random people. No one recommended each other. But the girl that I lived with randomly in Detroit knows, personally knows, the girl I now live with in, in St. Pete. So, crazy shit. Can't believe that happened. But anyways, the vegan chick... When I met her and she was vegan, we had a lot in common because vegan, vegetarian, you're like, oh, we're into similar shit. We like eating alfalfa sprouts or whatever. So we're talking about it and, you know, the months go by. We probably lived together for like a year and a half or so. And she's getting fatter and fatter. And she's like, I don't know why I'm gaining weight. I'm a vegan. And I'm like, well... You know, I didn't want to be rude and be like, well, you're not just eating broccoli. Like there's, you can't eat a whole pizza. And she would just order a whole vegan pizza and she would say, but it's vegan. And I'm like, that's not how it works. That's not how it works at all. We got to be, 
a little bit careful about the volume and consumption because sometimes donuts are vegan and sometimes, you know, candy bars can be vegan. So we have to just be careful. So I, I people, I, I try to educate because I'm educating myself constantly. And again, much like someone who's recently found God, I feel the need to share this information with others and nothing makes me feel better about myself is when you call in and you tell me all the shit I've been spewing is working, you're validating me and I appreciate it. So don't get me wrong. Like, I'm happy for you, but I'm happier for me. I'm happy that you are proving my point. Nothing feels better than when people are like, hmm, let me try this. And and the best thing about intermittent fasting, and, you know, we'll move on from there, is the fact that it's fucking free 99. Nothing speaks to my Jewish heart more than saying, you got to try this new diet called not fucking doing shit. Don't eat. You don't have to walk any more than you do. You're not going to, I, you know, I'm going to say a lot of cr- controversial things here. And one of them is calorie counting fucking doesn't work. Or it may work in the short term, but it's, it, there's, you're not going to have any sustained long-term process. Pro- progress excuse me from counting calories or even calorie restriction you go on that's blasphemy everything is calories in calories out don't you know and i go well did you know that when you start consuming less calories with these calorie restrictive diets your body starts burning fewer calories so you go what the fuck how do i win this and the answer is intermittent fasting um, yeah, so that that was devastating for me because it it shook when I first came across all this shit that's been around for uh, decades. I was like, "What do you mean calorie restriction doesn't work? It's all about calories in, calories out, but it's also calories burned and calories stored. So if you're taking in fewer calories, your body, unfortunately for you, is very efficient. So if I run a mile, and let's just say Bubba runs a mile. We are not going to burn the same amount of calories. He's going to burn way more calories than me, which isn't fair, but my body's more efficient. And that's just kind of how the game works. So you kind of have to, you're fighting efficiency, although it's kind of, you know, it's it's in your body's best interest to be efficient because that's how you survive is you can't just be burning tons and tons and tons of calories. Like you, you can't have people, you know, running marathons, burning I don't know, 100,000 calories because they're just not going to have enough energy sustained in either the, the glycogen that they have or their fat storages. So how do they do it? Well, they be- their bodies become more efficient. And then you go, well, that just seems like a losing game. How the fuck am I going to ever lose weight? And then I tell you it's what you eat and more importantly, what you don't eat. So just don't fucking eat because if you wait long enough, if you wait long enough, your body is is like a it's like a hybrid car. You can burn fuel or you can do the electric deal. And so you need to move from, you know, you run out of fuel, which is the glycogen, the glucose and in, in your blood and your muscles, glycogen in your muscles and your liver. Once that gets depleted, you go, where the fuck am I going to get energy from? And then the body does the little bit of transition. I forgot what that process is called, but there's a name for it. But then once it hops over, now you're in the fat burning mode. And there's a few ways to get there, obviously, but the most effective way is to just fast that ass off, baby. Fast that ass off. And you don't have to not eat for like a fucking week or anything like that. But And then if you couple that with eating correctly, you know, eating whole, a whole food diet, which I don't think any 
legitimate physician would tell you not to do. You know, eat things in their most natural state. Maybe stay away from the Lucky Charms and maybe have a piece of fruit. I don't know. Just a suggestion. Uh, If you can do that, if you can eat a a mostly whole food diet because a a lot of whole food is going to have fiber. Stay away from the fucking juices. They're not good for you. Eat a whole food, uh, a whole fruit, whole vegetables, things like that. They're going to fill you up and um, you're going to see some serious success. And I feel like I've cracked the... uh, the Da Vinci Code for you guys. I've I've figured it out. It's sustainable. It's easy. It's I shouldn't say it's easy. It's simple, not easy. There's certainly a, a difference there because you know at the beginning of the intermittent fasting process, it was fucking annoying. Like you're like I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Um, but then what I started to do is I started to David Goggins myself. And if you don't know who that guy is, maybe you want to check him out. But you just go, okay, I'm hungry. So fucking what? Deal with it, you little pussy bitch. You can't deal with a little hung a little hunger. Come on. And then you just, uh, you know, I just, I, I tell myself not to be hungry and then I'm not hungry anymore. Um, that t- obviously takes practice. I don't, I don't recommend anyone doing like a 24 hour or even 18 hours right off the bat. Just try to go 12, go 12 and then just kind of keep up in the ante, you know, week after week, 13, 14, 15, and you're going to feel better. You're going to feel less bloated. Um, and you're going to lose weight if that's what your goal is. Or I'm not, no, you're going to lose weight. You'll probably lose a little bit of muscle, but you'll mostly lose fat because that's what you're burning. So let's take a few phone calls because I've gone on quite a long time, as everyone expected. Christ almighty. Um, hello? Anna. What's up? Brian from Philly. How you doing? What's up? I freaking summoned you. Uh, Brian, could you <laughs> can you tell the impact you've had on me because of the impact I've had on you? It makes me feel so good, and thank you for telling me that, sure. that Barb. I used to weigh about 245. I had type 2 diabetes. I looked like shit. But uh, then I started fasting. And, yeah. Uh, about two years, I guess it's been, maybe more. But now I'm just maintaining 210, 215. That's fantastic. And I don't have type 2 diabetes anymore. That's what I like to hear. Out. Testimonials. I'm, uh, Call in. Yeah. The uh, cholesterol's normal now. It's, yeah. It changed my life, actually. I mean, like, people see me, I haven't seen in a while. I saw a girl over the weekend I hadn't seen in a while. She was like, oh, my God. Very impressed. Great. I'm getting Brian and laid. This goes well beyond people diet. Like, uh, some people are like, are you sick? Did you get sick? I'm like, no, I just diet. Yeah. So, yeah, great. well, hey, that like, is fantastic. I'm on, to, I'm on my way to Tampa right Woo! now. We'll see you tonight, right? Tonight. Yeah, I'll be there in about three, three and a half hours. Perfect. Brian, can't wait to see you. Always a pleasure. Yeah, going to union with uh, Little Wilbur's Afterbirth. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I love when you guys hook up with each other, not necessarily sexually, but, you know, you make friends with each other. I hear people, right. you know, I love hearing that because it's, 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 it extends beyond us. You know, it's a community of people. Everybody likes the show. Everybody right. has a sense of humor and it's, it's a group of great, uh, great peeps. It is. I met, you know, so many great people at Barb and a couple of them I still, you know, in touch with. So it's awesome. Fantastic, Brian. Thank you so much for calling All in. Right. All right, we'll do. We'll lose her. Bye-bye. Uh, hello, who's this? This is the Beth. The Beth? Yeah, Beth. Yes, Beth. What's going on, Beth? Talk to me. Good morning. Good morning. Anna. Yes. I wanted to thank you. I've been intermittent fasting, and I have... I, I think you're breaking up, but you're, you want to tell me that I was right about everything, and it's working fantastically, right? Absolutely. And I Beautiful. love what you bring to the show. Can Thank you. you. Yes, ma'am. Much clearer. Your knowledge and your humor. Um, it's what Bubba's needed in the show for a long time. And it's just, it's a great. 
Thank you, Beth. How much? How, how much? How much weight have you have you lost on this deal? A thousand pounds. Okay, great. No, fifty. Oh, fifty. I'm sorry, you cut out again, so I just decided to insert any number. Um, fifty pounds oh, yeah, is fantastic. Great. Yeah. You cut out, so I'm um, like, yeah, it's a thousand. Um, rounding up. So that is fantastic. Is it? Is it maintainable? Is it? Is it? It's pretty yeah. easy to do. I'm maintaining, but I started um, my fast a little bit longer from about 16 to 18. I haven't been able to get as much exercise the last couple of weeks. That's fine. So yeah. I, I'm a little like two pounds up, so I'm really That's being fine. careful. The body fluctuates. But, There's nothing to worry about. Even if you gain five or seven, like the body fluctuates. So don't worry about that. Question though yeah. that I have. If I drink a monster, which I've done all along, a monster zero in the morning, yeah. it has like three carbs. Am I breaking my fast? I mean, technically, yes, but I mean, I wouldn't be too, too concerned about it. But yeah, anything that you're consuming that's not like tea, water or coffee is considered breaking a fast. But some people don't even have coffee like they consider anything other than water breaking a fast. So um, I would say it's breaking the fast, but I would say I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Okay. Well, and then Dr. Dan swears by the rehabs, the monster yeah. rehabs. Got <laughs> That's his health advice. Around. Yeah. Um, I think his, I don't know if his are zero, but I know that it's not like a yeah, full monster. Got, okay. Got, no, it's like 25 calories. added sugar. Oh, it does? Okay. Yeah. I don't drink, I, I, to be honest, I don't, I don't, I don't drink too much monster. I do have a, a, a Celsius or Celsius every once in a while, um, but I, w- I wouldn't recommend that. I try to stay away from uh, energy drinks, not for the fasting purposes, but you know, the, there's a, and I know that we're trying to get a monster endorsement, so I'm, I'm being, I'm treading lightly, but um, yeah, uh, well, you know, hey, if it works I for you, it works for you. What I started doing because the rehabs have seven carbs and three sugar, so if I'm not doing a lot of exercise, I started drinking. Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely consider that breaking the fast, but I honestly wouldn't be too concerned about it. You're not having a fucking bagel. It's a, you know, three carbs. You're fine. That's true. Yeah. Thank you, Beth. I really appreciate it. I, I'm sorry the connection isn't great, but thank you for calling in nonetheless. Thank you. All right. Now. Yep. Hello, who's this? Welcome to the Anna Hummel Show. Sounds weird. Fantastic. 81390Bubba, um, if you'd like to call in and um, join the show, contribute a little bit. Now, this was a long kind of road to me trying to tell you that I I came up on intermittent fasting much later than, um, than I would have liked to. I wish that this was a part of my game plan, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Although, you know... Kind of maybe not because I'm getting better about it now. But for those that maybe don't know me so well, when I get latched on to something, I latch on pretty hard. So, you know, when I was uh, in college, say, I started, you know, eating better and exercising more. And I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, I'm running a couple miles a day. Why not run 10? And started doing crazy stuff and um, ran into some health problems because I was overexerting myself. So maybe for my less mature brain, maybe the intermittent fasting, because, you know, I could see myself being like, I'm going to go for a week and not eat. So you, you do kind of got to scale it back, especially when you got issues with um, OCD, like some of us have, or anxiety, or you just kind of uh, you get carried away a little bit too easily 
which I find myself doing sometimes. But what I was trying to say is that, you know, I did come up on this quite later than I would have liked. And I started realizing last night, it occurred to me as I was falling asleep with my, you know, eighth K pen. It was nice. Just, just a touch of it. I just wanted to, just wanted to feel it on my lips. Um, I started realizing that there's lots of things that, not a lot, a few things that get illuminated way too late in life that just kind of miss your radar your entire life. And when it gets exposed that you don't know something that's, quote, common knowledge, um, it's really embarrassing, especially when you work um, in radio and then your um, your blind spots become exposed. So, for example, um, I learned very recently that I think I think it's the term chasing the hair of the dog. I think that's it uh, is a term that white people use to essentially keep drinking the next morning. Like they're hungover and they're um, trying to avoid or they're, maybe they're still drunk, uh, trying to avoid a hangover by drinking more. Now. I went to college and I was around keg environments and drinking and shots. And I was probably binge drinking two to three nights a week in college every week for four years without fail. And the like five or six times that I didn't go out on a weekend, it was like, oh, that's the time I thought I had swine flu. You know, I thought I had the H1N1 when that was cool. And that's the time that I had to go home because, you know, the family dog died and I couldn't get fucked up. So, I was drinking all the time. Never once did I hear anyone say chase the hair of the dog or if that's even the term. Um, And then it became exposed. I don't know if it was on the show. I don't know. I think it was with maybe with Blitz privately. And he said, yeah, chase the hair of the dog. And I said, what the fuck is that mean? What is is this some old person deal? And he's like, no, it's it's a pretty common term that everybody knows. And what I hate the most what Blitz does is what he says. He's like. And and this hurts me because I, I consider myself to be somewhat not just smart because this isn't like a smart deal, but like I'm aware of things that people say and I pay attention to most things. But when he says to me, like, hmm, really surprised you don't know that. I'm like, fuck you, bitch. That makes me feel like you're disappointed in me that you expected more and I came up short. So he kept saying that. He's like, I'm just really surprised you haven't heard that. I'm like, got it the first time, motherfucker. So I made it a point to go out of my way to survey people um, that I thought wouldn't know what it meant. So I hit up my my girlfriend, who's exactly my age, you know, because I'm like, it's a generational difference. Like, you're older than me, like, way older because I'm 26. And I've never heard that term because my friends didn't use that. And we I have no idea what you're talking about. So I reach out to some friends um, that I went to college with, and they all knew what it meant. And I'm like, what? the fuck and i'm like well when did you learn what that meant now to be fair most of them learned it after college because they're like i had an old white friend and they said it and i was like what the fuck and then we figured it out um but that just never occurred to me so that was that was that's a moment that i can remember i'll give a few more examples and then i will ask you to call in and give me your examples to make me feel a little better stuff that just fucking missed your radar and you didn't know about it when you should have known about it And then it gets exposed as an adult, especially when you're a somewhat competent adult. You know, if like Hootie doesn't know, Hootie probably definitely knows what chasing the hair of the dog or whatever the fuck that is. He knows what that means. That's how he lives his life. 
But, you know, um, other things that are, you know, common knowledge. Like, I remember I was in, like, second or third grade when I found out a tomato was a fruit. You know, and that kind of, like, shakes up your life a little bit. You go, what? No, it's a vegetable. Then you dive a little bit deeper as, you know, an adolescent and an adult, and you go, oh, a a tomato is actually legally, like, legally a vegetable. It's it's treated, uh, if you get into the whole, like, legality of fruit and fucking produce, it's not really interesting, but it is kind of bizarre that, like, in 1898 or whenever, I'm probably right on that date, um, they're like, we're going to, we're going to treat this as a vegetable, even though biologically and anatomically it is a fucking fruit. So, yeah, I remember that kind of shook me up as a kid. Um, It kind of shook me up when I was in Michigan. I think it was like in 2014 or 15. And I was in Meyer, um, which is a grocery store slash department store. It's like a Walmart, but a little better. Um, I remember learning that a peanut is not a nut. And I like I remember where I was. I'm like, what the fuck are you? I'm like, yes, it is. It's a it says nut in the fucking word. What do you mean it's not a nut? And they're like, it's a legume. I'm like, I'm eating fucking beans. Oh my god, Mike! Thurman, forty nine ninety nine on Humble Show. Uh, first donation. You are rocking it. Thank you very much, Mike. Much appreciated. I really am glad that I saw that because I'm trying not to read chat and also think and talk and do all the things and answer the calls. Mike, thank you very much. Yay! What about this? <laughs> Um, so we'll definitely blow the horn for that. Thank you, Mike. Very much appreciated. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah, so I remember where I was when I found out that a peanut is not a nut. So that kind of shook me up a little bit because I went, what the fuck? I should probably know this at 28. Um, and then one that happened very recently that still kind of is found out an orca is a dolphin. What? Says killer whale. I thought it was a fucking whale. Then I'm watching some goddamn, you know, Planet Earth shit, and they're talking about dolphins and start showing the uh, orcas. Like, I'm like, why is a orca in there? And Blitz is like, a orca is a dolphin. I go, no, it ain't. It's a fucking whale. It's this killer whale. He goes, it's a fucking dolphin. I go, I hope you are wrong because this is going to make me very upset. And sure enough, an orca is a dolphin. So um, those are just a few examples of things that have missed my radar. Oh, of course. The most embarrassing one by far. And I think I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. I used to host trivia in San Diego. This was about, oh God, I'm old. Very old. Uh, it's about 10 years ago. Maybe longer. Uh, 12. Uh, um, it was before I moved to Michigan. Trying to find myself. I came home from Thailand with uh, $64 in my pocket. No plans of the future. Didn't apply to grad school. Literally just went gallivanting for a year and a half in Australia, Thailand. Malaysia, wow, Vietnam, just fucking around. Um, come back, have $64 in my pocket, just move in back from my parents. It's very, it was very circular. You know, you just have this like amazing experience. You go to, I went to college for four years, which, you know, it's, was the, was the education worth the money? Absolutely not. Was the experience worth the money? Now that's debatable because that is an experience you cannot get unless you fork over the money. Um, and it was, uh, especially where I went to school, I didn't go to some fucking, you know, not that Florida state is shitty or anything, but like, okay, do you live on the beach? Are you in Santa Barbara over the cliffs with a beach at your disposal? No, you aren't. So fuck off. Um, so Santa Barbara was awesome. It's amazing. And, um, where am I going with 
this. Came back from college, had no money, right? Uh, moving around, who knows? Uh, trivia, that's where it is. The brain is on fire today, folks. Um, when it was was hosting trivia, and um, I would always read through the answers before I would host the show, maybe kind of go over it with my father and be like, you know, because sometimes there's an an athlete's name or an actor's name that I hadn't heard and I didn't want to mispronounce it in front of a crowd of 60 people. So I would just kind of like do a little bit of a dry run. I'm like, are you familiar with this person? Or I'd ask around because <clears throat> I'd be uh, sent the list of questions like the, a couple days before my uh, trivia night, which was Tuesdays at Pitchers in Rancho Bernardo. That's where I used to do trivia. Um, as well as a few other places. But that was my baby that I inherited from this um, fat woman named Rihanna, a white woman all full of tattoos. And when she passed the torch, she gave to me, and then I had that job for about two years. Um, so I would always read through the the questions and the answers just to make sure that I was pronouncing them correctly. Now, I don't know if, if some of you have a, a, an extensive knowledge of literature, um, but there was, I guess, was a play, a French play called Les Miserables. Well, I think I just scanned over that. I'm like, less miserables, no problem. Got it. Money in the bank. So I read the question. Uh, I All the teams got their answers in. And I then tell them that, you know, and the answer is less miserables. And the place erupted for all the wrong reasons. And... You know, if you've ever been in a situation where you're put on the spot and people are yelling at you to do something like, you know, even if you're in school and, you know, you're called up to solve a math problem, like all of your logical faculties just kind of run away. Um, you you can't hear anything. It's just ringing. You know, people were yelling at me, lay, uh, lay, Mr. Like, And I'm just like, what the fuck are you saying? I couldn't understand anybody. I just face palmed it and there's really no recovery from that because you can't play it off cool you can't be like oh i'm just fucking with you guys it's like nah i I didn't know that never knew that and then you know then people start telling you what what blitz told me is i'm surprised you didn't know that i'm like that hurts my feelings so um yeah that was probably one of my most embarrassing public moments just because um it's off character. Like, I guess if Lummy says something dumb, it hurts less because you're like, that's what you expected. But when someone's smart and competent, like myself, says something dumb, you're just like, whoa, there's a glitch in the matrix or something you didn't know. And they really like to, like, stick it to you there, you know, where it hurts. And because, you know, sometimes I, I think I've heard many people say that, you know, disappointment is only the, is the difference between reality and expectation, right? So if you're expecting to be dumb and then you are dumb, you're just like, it's a net zero. You don't feel bad because you're like, that's what we expected. Um, but when you think you're smart and you think you got it and then you don't, that's a big gap. And then that hurts my self-esteem. So and it's funny because that probably happened like 12 years ago, but I it's it's deeply embedded in my mind. And I remember telling myself, like, they'll forget, you know, they'll forget. And they Never did, because um, every time I'd walk in the door at Pitchers in San Bernardo, um, they would they would yell less miserables at me every time for two years. And it hurt my feelings. Let's take a few calls. Hello, who's this? Hey, Anna, it's Joe the Supermark. God bless. God bless. I like that, too. Uh, Joe, what's going I on? Just, I was just calling. I got so many things to tell you, but the first, I just want to thank you so much for the first inaugural Anna Homo show. You're killing it. Oh, thank you. You're on fire. It's almost like ramblings of a lunatic, but 
you're so lovable that you're not a lunatic. Oh, you know thank I mean? you. That that really makes my heart happy. Thank you. And and I and I kind of messaged you in chat earlier this week, questioning about intermittent fasting. I oh. eat my last meal around 1 p.m. Yeah, and I don't eat again all the way until 9 a.m. the following. That's morning. fantastic. Yeah, and it's not by choice. It's something I just fell in. I just don't have the. I, I'm I'm immobilized in a hospital bed. Oh, so I can't get up and get Sorry my own that. food. I'm relying on others. Okay, and my my night help quit, so I don't have any night help to eat. And then I holy don't shit, wanna... are you just like starving in your bed? Like yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but now now that I've now you've taught me about intermittent fasting, mm. I realize I'm not starving because I make it. I don't even need snacks. No, I you don't need nothing. Yeah, it's been nope, a lie. Nope. Yeah, and even and even when you said the other day, like when you have to piss. Just wait 30 minutes, and then you won't have to piss anymore. I said that about pissing? Yeah. I said that about peeing? You mentioned Yeah, you said that this week. Like, if you have to pee, then just wait 30 minutes, and you probably won't have to pee anymore. You're talking about how so much of what we feel is all in our brain. Did I say that? I don't recall... I would have said hunger. I I, I listen to everything. Okay, maybe maybe I did say that. Um, You did, and I thank you for it. And, And even more so... Listening to you since you've been around and, and since you've come around, because when I first started listening to you, you're mad annoying. Your voice was atrocious. Yeah. My mother would even say, oh, my God, why You're is she so here. annoying? Yeah. Hey. But I think mm. you're awesome. I think Thank you're you. I've, I've turned 180 degrees and you make me better. You make me smarter. Oh, you, uh, yes. You show me how to find my. Don't voice. stop. Keep going. And how to use my words. Yes. Thank and, you. Hey, and I, and, I appreciate that. And, you know what one of my favorite words you say is? What? Ew. Oh, they're going to say pam pam. Uh, yeah. No, Ew. No. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's when, yeah, that's when something gross. Yeah. But I love mm-hmm. all you say. I mean, what's eating, bubs? I love everything. Yeah. Just keep up the great work. <laughs> And the crazier you get, the funnier you are, and the more I Oh, I love hearing that. Thank you so much, Joe. I appreciate you. to the next On Humble Show. All right. Sounds good. Have a good Bye-bye. day. Bye. Bye. Um, yeah, that's great. I And I love, I, oddly enough, I like hearing when people say, I really didn't like you at the beginning, but you you made me a fan. You made me on a fan. Um not in the sense that like you're a big like fan in the, just in the sense that you just don't hate me anymore I suppose. So that is a that's a super win for me. I very much appreciate it. Um thank you for calling in for all the intermittent fasting testimonials. Uh it's it's funny because I've heard people in the intermittent fasting community <clears throat> talk amongst themselves and the hardest thing about it for them is they're like there's really no there's no business model. Like <laughs> The app has been created, and I know uh, Trickney uses the app, and sh- and she showed me some of her like very impressive fasts. But other than that, it's hard to you know like with Atkins diet, you could buy some products or Weight Watchers. You go to the meetings, you it, you know there's like a community, and they have points and the whole thing, like all that shit. And I'm sure it fucking works, and some people like it, and I feel like a lot of women like it, especially because you get that sense of community, the accountability. But with fasting, and I heard uh, like one of the, the biggest proponents of fasting, the guy who got me turned onto it, was just like, "What do? You, how do I make money off of this?" And he's like, "That's why it's not really so popular, is because it's not like Atkins or the South Beach diet. It's just like, hey, don't fucking eat. And then it's like, how do I make? 
how does anyone make money off this? And the answer is you kind of don't. Maybe you write a book about it, but that's pretty much as far as it as far as it goes. Because I honestly started thinking about it. I'm like, is there a way that I could have like a side business? And I'm like, well, what do you like? And I started thinking about all the things that I'm into, and I'm just like, I there's really no money in anything that has to do with with fasting, unless it's just I don't know, putting together a community of people that don't fucking eat. Like that sounds. Um, not fun because I do I do like eating and I do like to look at food as fuel for the most part <clears throat> most definitely I think that's a pretty healthy way to do it but also you should have some flexibility in your life where you're you know you shouldn't never have a donut again like don't you know don't don't make it seem like you can never you know not intermittent fast where you go to a nice dinner and then you're out with family and you're doing a a, a family breakfast the next morning because you're you know, in Martha's Vineyard, hanging out with the migrants or whatever on a, on a family vacation. Like, to me, I make a conscious effort to just like try to suspend all of my typical, uh, idi- not idiosyncrasies, but routine based shit that I do. I think it's important to kind of um, be a little bit more flexible. And I'm saying that as someone who is very inflexible with this sort of stuff. So I'm really trying to make it a point. Like, I try to take the advice I would tell someone else, which is don't let life slip away. Because you're like, oh, I can't eat past six. You know, fucking eat past six if your friend is in town and they want to go to a nice dinner. Like, don't be a fucking asshole about it. And again, this is an advice I tell myself because one time, two times, three times isn't really going to do anything. As long as your MO is you on routine, doing your normal shit, then you will be fine. You will be fine. And I'm literally looking at myself in the camera saying, you will be fine. Because sometimes I, as someone who has... OCD, and I'm not saying that because mental illness is hot right now, which it is. Mental illness is super cool. Um, it's like a stigma people like to wear as like a badge of honor now. Like, oh, I got depression, anxiety. It's like, yeah, everyone fucking does. But some of the things that trigger me are anything that kind of deviate from my normal. So, for example, and this is so bizarre to me, um, is Blitz and I got Jets pizza. We drove like a fucking hour total to get Jets pizza because Jets is supreme. It's the best pizza on the planet. It's the only thing Detroit did right. And I will give them credit where credit is due. Detroit style pizza forever with the fucking ranch and the turbo crust. Come get me. So we decide we're like, well, let's be naughty. Let's be super naughty. Um, and let's get some Jets pizza. You know, I was supposed to go to jujitsu and I'm like, you know what would be better than jujitsu? Pizza. So we got pizza and it was fucking awesome. And we're sitting in the car with the pizza and I'm like, all right, drive home. And he's like, well, let's eat some of it now. It's hot. This is the best it's ever going to be. And I went, oh my God, that didn't even occur to me that I could do that. Because in my mind, I had to go home, make the side salad, eat it as a prepared meal. I couldn't just fucking eat a piece of pizza in the car like an animal and he's like, yeah, we got to eat a piece right now. And I went, oh, my God, you're right. So it was so I felt so dirty and naughty. But sometimes when you get so locked in a routine like I have for my entire life has been a routine. Now, the routine will change over, you know, but typically I lock in for about like five, six years and I'll eat the same thing every day, every fucking day. And um, it'll taste great every day. And then one day I'll wake up and I go, eh, I'm over this food. And then I move to the next Um so and the next routine and then that routine will be in lock for about five to six years and and so on and so forth. So I get so locked into a routine that I really can only see in like a two dimensional space. 
So when someone says something something to me as as obvious as like let's eat a piece of pizza that's hot and ready in the car, I went. That didn't even occur to me that we could fucking do that. I thought that was against the rules. So um, just as a reminder, although I do think that intermittent fasting is the way to go, don't let it interfere with your, you know, your your special occasions, your weddings, your whatnot. Like, come on. You got to live a little, a little bit. Moderation is is good. Even moderation, moderation sometimes. Sometimes you got to get just fucked up, which I will be getting on Sunday because we got a, we got a brunch. Got a brunch planned, and brunches are very important to me because I don't go out anymore. Um, I can't really stay awake past uh, 10 p.m. and be fun. Um, maybe 11 if I had an energy drink or something or some extra coffee. But typically, when the clock strikes 10:15, that's when I kind of shift into you know chill down mode. Uh, Tease. Thank you so much. $50. Anna, you were the best. Great show. Thank you for being honest, Tease. Thank you for all that you do, Tease. Tease does so much. And you know what? She is so enthusiastic about it. When we were doing the pole dancing, and that video will be posted soon, I promise. It was recorded. You know, I got extra footage from Maria Guatemala. Um, I it put it all together. It's getting processed. It's going through copyright shit. I don't know. I don't I don't deal with the back end of stuff. So, But anyways, um, Tease was there. Uh, for moral support, you know, she didn't get on the poll, even though we tried to, you know, uh, goad her to do so. But she's always there to just with a smile telling you you're the best and that you're awesome. And Tease, we appreciate you. You've been a fantastic addition to the Bubba Army and a lot of people appreciate you. And I can't wait to see you tonight. So thank you very much. We'll take a few more calls and then um, I'll probably get the fuck out of here pretty soon. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Dave um, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, sorry. Dave uh, from Pennsylvania, is that, did I hear that? Yep. Dave, okay, go ahead, Dave. Hey, love you. I just want to say, um, I don't want to say I discovered um, intermittent fasting because of you, but I say you inspired me to go back to it. Okay. Years ago, I I was in the keto and... Uh, what happened? Keto? Got a keto phone. Uh, buddy, call call back. Oh, keto. Well, let's talk about keto for a second because this is a health and wellness program now because that's that's what I want to talk about because I like talking about this shit. Um, keto is effective. It, it is certainly effective. But keto was originally developed for people with epilepsy. And I know a lot about epilepsy. Not going to get into that story. Um, it was originally designed for people who had seizures, especially children um, where glucose, sugars, carbohydrates was making their conditions worse. So they would go completely off carbs and they would only eat a high fat um, and I think moderate protein diet. Um, I can't remember which has more fat, Atkins or keto. I want to say Atkins. I don't know. Um, But I know that they would try to eliminate like most carbs. I don't think you can completely do it, especially because like even vegetables have carbs, but whatever. Um, but keto was very effective for helping mitigate seizures, grand malls, grand minis, or whatever the fuck they're called. Um, so that's, that's what it was originally developed as. And much like the Ozempic deal was originally designed for people with diabetes, 
um, and now has been turned into a weight loss drug for people who really need to lose weight, but also people who just kind of want to lose 10, 15 pounds where it's not really a, um, a chronic issue for their health, but they just kind of want to look a little, little tighter, a little leaner. Uh, same thing with keto is people started using it as a weight loss deal and it works, but you can't really fucking live your life, man. Like, so you have one piece of bread and then it just knocks you out of ketosis. Like, I don't know. And I feel like you're never going to sell people because you're just if you're doing keto, you're just like white knuckle gripping it. You know what I mean? Ten and two really hard through the rain, you know, and that that muffin is looking at you and that donut is looking at you and you just can't have it. Anything that's going to tell you that, you know, you need to have a complete elimination diet is just something that's not sustainable. That's not to say it doesn't work. But at some point, your willpower is going to run out and you're going to want to fucking have that donut. Um, and that's why I like intermittent fasting because I'm not telling you not to have the donut ever. I'm just saying maybe like, you know, put it in that, that smaller feeding window is what I'm saying. Um, and it's, and it's okay to have donuts. I fucking love donuts. It's okay to eat like an asshole. Sometimes I do it probably like once a week, once every other week where I just eat like total fucking asshole. Lately it's been more uh, regular, but I think that's cause I'm, I'm going to enter shark week soon. So I'm going to give myself a little bit of uh, grace there. But anyways, yeah, as long as what you're mostly doing is good, that's fine. But my issue with keto is it's like, how the fuck can I take you out anywhere unless you, I mean, you're just going to eat like steak and, and broccoli all the time. You know, you're never going to have that piece of bread. You never have a piece of cake again. You're never going to have that fucking bagel with locks and cream cheese. You're never going to do that ever again. I don't think so. That's no fun. So you got to live life a little bit. You got to give yourself a little bit of leeway. And that's my main issue with keto is that, you know, there's really unless you unless the motivation is you're allergic and you're going to die if you have, you know, you're allergic to bread or something or you're in a, a situation like um, I don't know if some of you listen to Michaela Peterson, Jordan Peterson's daughter, and she is on a strict carnivore diet. Like all she has, I think, is lamb and cow. And that is it. Um, and that's not because she's trying to like lose weight, but she has like an autoimmune disease. So it's like her shit. She's like, I either take this or I get a horrible flare up and want to kill myself. So in those situations, you got to be kind of hard line, you know, if you got a condition or allergies or whatever, autoimmune willies. But for the rest of us that are fucking normal and can handle gluten and other sort of shit because our immune system works properly, I would, I wouldn't suggest keto. I would say, you know, maybe go lower carb and intermittent. This is what I say. Watch your carbs. Here, here, are you ready for the uh, the ticket to health, forever health? Here we go. Uh, buckle up. Number one, just watch your carbs. You don't have to go crazy. You don't have to eliminate it, but just be mindful of like how many carbs you're consuming. Number two, eat a whole food diet. Okay, even if you have a potato, it's better than having potato juice or some shit like that. You need don't don't stay away from the fucking juices because it's it's pulling out all the fiber, all the shit that's going to make you full and and all the things that are good for you. And it's just straight sugar because whether you know, sugar comes from a candy bar or an orange, you know, sugar, sugar, and reacts in your body in a very similar way. Um, number three is intermittent fast to the best of your ability. Those three things you can do, that's going to be great for health. Obviously, exercise. Don't exercise to lose weight. It's not going to work. You uh, And I know that. Oh, my God. Inflammatory. That's not you. If I run, I'm going to lose weight. No, you won't. No, you fucking won't because you'll reward yourself with cheesecake and you'll end up getting gaining weight. You go, why am I gaining weight? It's like, well, it really doesn't have anything to do with um, you know, how much you're exercising, unless you're exercising in an uh, obscene amount, unless you're Michael Phelps in 2008 or something like that. Fine. Okay. Um, but obviously, like, the more you exercise, you're going to be a little bit hungrier. No problem. Eat a little bit more. Adjust accordingly. But don't don't start rewarding yourself with a fucking cake because you walked a mile and a half, please. Um, get sunlight. 
obviously, but more important than anything, uh, sleep. Sleep is something that uh, has taken a back burner in probably most of our lives, which is not good because it's pretty much the number one thing you can do for your health is get adequate and regular sleep. Um, I think I covered all the bases, uh, exercise, diet, uh, and hydration, obviously drink some fucking water. Um, really not reinventing the wheel here, but just some things that, some reminders that maybe some of you need to hear. Okay. Uh, we'll get to a few calls. Hello. Who's this? Dave from Pennsylvania. Your connection isn't great, buddy, but what's going on? Okay. Well, you said my Intermittent fasting I, um, is great. Yeah. Yep. I refound it. Yep. Appreciate it. Yep. Have no idea what he said, Dave. I'm so sorry. You cut out. I'm just going to fill in the blanks. You want to tell me that you love me, that um, intermittent fasting has worked for you. And um, I am, I've been just such a wealth of information over the last three years I've been with BRN. So I'm going to just take those accolades as if you said them. And thank you for them. Thank you, Dave from Pennsylvania with the horrible phone connection. Uh, hello, who's this? Yeah, and I'm Mike from Naples. Mike from Naples. What's going on, buddy? Uh, not too much. Uh, ironically, both topics you've been talking about came up uh, recently. Uh, I will have to disagree with uh, Supermark Joe. I've liked you from the beginning, oh. unfortunately. God bless you. Uh, <clears throat> but, you know, a guy came up to me at the job site, and I didn't call it intermittent fasting, but... He said, you know, what What do you do to have abs and muscles, man? What's your workout program? And I said, I just don't eat all day until the evening, and I do my job. I build pools, and that's all I did. I never had a name for it until I listened to you talk about it. Yeah. But, yeah, literally, I don't go to the gym, nothing, and, yeah, that's it. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, man, just don't eat. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, it's and, that simple, but you know, sometimes the simplest the thing is the hardest thing, to execute. Go ahead. Yeah, you, you you were talking about phrases and uh not that it was phrase I missed, but generationally just yesterday I noticed that uh there's these common phrases we take for granted that the kids don't even know these days. Like Such as. I said Achilles heel and okay. they had no idea what I was talking about. Or par for the course, mm. you know. Like, yeah, a lot of those. Uh, like and, yeah, and, cliche. And like, what, are you, what are you talking about? Right. What's Achilles heel? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, no. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, you're doing a great job, and I really appreciate you stepping up, as does everybody else, I'm sure. And I hope you keep doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Uh, who's this? Hey, Anna, it's Florida Stanley. Florida Stanley, I'll be seeing you in a few hours. Yes. All right, okay. so I have a couple things to talk about that have nothing to do with dieting. Perfect. Um, so my, I have my nickname on Facebook set to Florida Stanley. I'm sure most of the people listening know that my real name's Kyle. Right. And I have my message notifications turned on. I'll be in Tampa at about 3 o'clock, so if any Bubba Army wants to meet up between 3 and 7.45, um, I'll be around in the area. Um, just message me on Facebook. Are you going to be at um, any one location and people can come to you or...? 
No, no. Okay. I, I, I'm driving up, so I'm oh, I see, I see. Oh, okay, so oh, that's I'm right. I'm driving, so I'll have all, all of my loaner car with me. Okay. Uh, my, my Jag finally went to the fucking body shop, so they gave me a loaner car. So okay. Um, they tried giving me a Camry, and I said, "Fuck off." Do you see the car I'm turning in? And they gave me a BMW 5 Series instead. Nothing wrong with a Camry, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's her fault. <laughs> you know, um, Gus okay, and I so- and our relationship. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so I know, I know Dan's not listening. So I'll tell you what I got Dan as a gift. But do you think <laughs> parent parents listening? Um, they're probably at lunch right now. Okay, so, so I think I think right, I think so we're good. I got them for for gift. Okay, so Bubba, I'm gonna give Bubba um one of my guns. Um, I think he'll like that. In, yeah, I'm gonna put I it in one of my uh, ammo crates and give it to him in like one of the old army ammo crates and everything. Um, hey, hold on, I'm on the phone. Close the door. Um, so I'm going to give him one of my guns and then I got Dan, uh, they're, they're not like anything crazy expensive or anything, but he'll like the, the camaraderie of it. Okay. Um, I got him carbon fiber sunglasses with gold lenses. Oh, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Gold lenses. I'm like trying to imagine what this looks like. Okay. Is it, are they very reflective? Real car. Yeah. They're they're the reflective ones. So I'll be able to see myself in Dan's eyes. Yes. Sounded so, weird, but, but it's real. They're real carbon fiber, and then okay. yeah, the lenses are gold. I th- I figured he'd like that. I found them on Amazon. They're like I said, they came they came in a really nice case. They're not crazy expensive, but I'm I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll get a kick out of it. Oh, absolutely. I was he was going to be there because if he wasn't going to be there tonight, I was just going to leave him with Bubba and then have him give them to him on Monday. Or nah, Dan's going to be there. Dan's going to be there. He'll yeah, be late, cool. but he'll be there. He knows that you know his presence is 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 wanted and desired. And yeah. last time Dan came to 199, I don't know if anybody remembers the uh, infamous ripping the undershirt deal, but that was probably one of the best moments that I think we've all had on the show because it yeah. was hilarious. It was um, awesome. And then lastly, I got something. I, I'm not going to say it out loud, but I'm sure you'll be able to get figure out what it is. I got something for uh, me and you as well, but uh, it, only if you're if you feel like partaking. Oh wow! <laughs> I think I may have an inkling as to what that is, and thank uh-huh. you for reminding me because I do kind of have to do a little bit of an advertisement after this. So <laughs> I'm like, hey, Sunset Music Festival, what's up? Oh so, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I'm gonna, something I'm related bringing, to that. Yeah, I'm bringing that, and oh, uh, and I'll be uh, at Sunset. I don't know if you do shrooms, but I'm bringing a bunch of shrooms too. <laughs> I haven't done shrooms since college, but I, is that a lie? No, no, I haven't. Um, I have done LSD uh, somewhat recently, but anyways, yeah, I'm down for shrimps is, and long story short. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Um, all right. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Does anybody army hit me up on Facebook and, um, and uh, I'll be there around three o'clock. Fantastic. We'll all see right, you see soon. You all right. Bye. Um, and just a quick note about Florida Stanley. Like he's actually like a really cool guy. Like he's fun to hang out with. Um, you know, he's a, I guess you would call like a mark for the show, but just like a, like a good one. Like he's, he never like over, uh, overstays his welcome. He knows when to leave, like just cool dude, um, really friendly and definitely good hang. So if you are around or you're kind of getting up, uh, in this area, like I, I'm not quite sure when Brian from Philly will arrive, but you know, link up, it'll be a good time. Oh my God. Belinda Fennel, $25 on super chat. Great show on a sister. Jeez, oh, my eyes are so if here oh sister girl um if is a uh, intermittent fasting sorry my bad uh thank you so much b fennel i appreciate that uh antisa uh, and uh oh oh 
Mike Thurm Thurmberg, forty nine ninety nine, I think was the first one. So thank you guys all so fucking much. Um, that really helps me out. Not because the money goes directly into my pocket, but it's good when Bubba's like she's fucking generating some stuff. This is nice. This is good. We appreciate her. So um, yes, Bubba one ninety nine. Oh, the ad. Yes, uh, not that it's something ad that I necessarily need to do, but it's always good for a little bit of an air check. Um, I will be attending Sunset Music Festival. It is, I believe, May twenty seventh and twenty eighth. Um, at Raymond James Stadium, and I've been once before. It is a great time if you are at all into electronic music, which I'm sure most of you are not because this is probably not the demographic, but some of you are, like Florida Stanley is. I think he might be there, or Dark Match Steve. Both are either or maybe neither, but I'm pretty sure Dark Match Steve told me that he was going to go to that or was thinking about going to that. So um, if you are at all into the unce unce, which can be fun, like it's, or here's the thing, like, I was talking to Blitz about this too, like, Blitz doesn't love electronic music, please, please, but he does like a good production, he likes the aspect of the lights and the lasers, so, you know, if you are into electronic music, or you are into just a good fucking show, like, you like the lights, and it's, because it's fucking intense, especially if you're taking, uh, drugs, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun. There's free water, and I'm not going to mention this on an interview I have coming up with one of the founders of Sunset Music Festival, but um, I think they did not uh, give free water a few years ago, and some people died. So they make sure that water is plentiful, and you can find it pretty much anywhere, which around the, uh, not the fairgrounds, but over the uh, festival grounds. There's water everywhere, so all you need to do is, like, either I have a hydration pack or bring a water bottle that you can refill so it's no problem um, because it's it's very hot. If you're uh, from Florida or you know anything about this part of the country, um, Memorial Day weekend is the kickoff to summer, and it's, our, and it's hot. It's hot as balls. It's a very hot weekend, and if you're dancing and you're on drugs and you're in the sun all day and you're not eating— um, then it's, it's, it can be detrimental for your health. So make sure that you are staying hydrated and they have plenty of water for everyone to have because all it takes is one person to die and then everybody gets free water. And you can say to yourself, is that worth the trade? And some might say yes. Some might say yes. Uh, eight, one, three, 90 Bubba. I think we kind of have to get out of here soon, but we'll take a few more calls. Come on. Hello. Who's this? I'm feeling friendly. Anna. What's up? Hello, it's uh, Sicilian Redneck. How you doing? Sicilian Redneck. I feel like we have a pretty good relationship in chat, which is unusual. Um, because, I, I, yes, because most people, I'm like, fuck that guy. But I'm like, Sicilian Redneck is cool. He he always gives me the benefit Thank of the you. doubt. Thank you. So missing missing Blitz a little bit, but you're still smashing it. You're killing it. I'm, I'm missing Blitz a lot. Right you know, yeah, of course I, I of course I do. You know, he's my uh, my partner. Even though that that term sounds disgusting, but you know, we met through the show, and we have a lot of history through the show. And it's sad that he's not here. It makes me sad. Um, but it's an adjustment period, and I still I still see him. You know, almost every day. So I'm I'm lucky like that. So, but anyways, go on. Now, I, I, I wasn't going to ask for your help, but I don't want to take up a lot of your time. No, um, please. I, I, I love out. it when people ask for my I help. Out. Yeah. <laughs> I work out Monday through Friday. Great. I'm an early evening, late afternoon workout. Perfect. That's when I can do it. Perfect. Um, usually have dinner about seven-ish, you know, and I'm, I've gotten in pretty good shape, but I've still got some unwanted, you know, you know, fat belly, fat around the belly and love handles. Yeah. And so I want to try this fasting thing, but so, you know, 
just real briefly, how do I get, how do I get started on this? And I heard you say something about maybe coffee or water is acceptable. Like yeah, black coffee. So don't think that you can go to Starbucks yeah. and have a frappuccino or something like that with extra whip. Right. right. Um, what? So you have your meal at seven, and then when do you eat breakfast? I normally, I really don't eat anything until seven seven thirty ish already. So, but I guess my question is, once I eat again, I, I try to hold out for another ten or twelve hours, or like, um, you know. I so you, I hold on. So you eat at seven p.m. dinner, and then when do you eat in the morning? Seven a.m. Yeah, about seven seven a.m. seven thirty a.m. All right. Well, don't eat till nine. Can you do that? Okay. Just start small. You don't have to be like. You know, you don't have to be crazy because the shit that I'm doing now, like, there's no way in hell I would have been able to do this two years ago because, I mean, and you guys remember when I first started on the show, not even first started, I was like a year deep where I was eating fucking yogis on the show, bananas on the show, eating berries and shit, like, constantly, and that was on top of me having breakfast, like, when I was at home. So I would I would wake up at 4.30 in the morning, eat at 4.30 a.m. By like 7, 8, I was starving because, you know, insulin goes up, insulin drops. So I was tired. I needed more food, need more caffeine. It was just a, a horrendous cycle. So I was constantly hungry all the time. But, you know, I, I wouldn't tell that Anna two years ago to be like, all right, don't eat for 24 hours. Like, that wouldn't work. I can do that now without right. any problems. But at that time, just try to go... 12 hours if you're used to going 10 okay. go 12 and then okay. you know and, and then once, do that for a week I, yeah and then do 13 14 okay. so. once i eat at that let's say 9 a.m so i hold out to 9 and nine thirty. after i eat then am i trying to hold out until my meal at seven again yeah or yeah i wouldn't delay it yeah yeah i mean again on i would say that conventional wisdom on the matter would say the shorter the window the better you know Okay. But again, that that can shift and that can change depending on your goals, right? So if you're trying to lose fat, that's a really good way to do it. But if you're trying to like gain a bit more muscle, there's an argument to say, hey, like maybe you should eat twice a day and have that window be six hours instead of just two. So if you're trying to lose fat, which it sounds like that's what you're trying to do, I would just I would push it. If you usually eat at 730, try to wait till 845, 9. Have black coffee if that's something that you like. I know most people, uh, at least people here, don't like it. I love black coffee, but um, yeah, yeah, black coffee, no, no cream, no milk, no sugar. Like you just, just fucking go black. Um, the caffeine helps uh, suppress appetite too, so that's that's good, and it also fills you up because it's like liquid. So, um, All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna dedicate myself, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna give it a try. Yeah, you don't, and you don't have to do anything. No, you don't have to pull anything crazy. You don't do three day fast or anything, but just just push it till nine. That's it. Start okay. there. Start there. Like weekly or like I try to do it. Try to do it every day. Try to do it every day. Yeah. If it, you know, and again, if you if you have a family breakfast on Sundays that you do, and everybody gets up and eats at eight, do that. Eat at eight, right. eight a.m. Whatever. Don't you know? But okay. most. You should like eighty percent of the time. You should be sticking to the routine, to the to the grind. Yeah. But you know, you gotta you gotta live your life and and don't miss out on family shit to fast. Okay, that's what I would say. I appreciate it. I, yep. I don't want to keep you, but uh, no, you're good. Thanks again. That's why I'm here. Thank you. God bless. I'm a health goddamn guru. I'm a healthcare hero. Um, hello. Who's this? Stacy. Stacy, what's up? I love you on the show. Oh, thank you, Stacy. I appreciate that. <laughs> Truly do. Truly do. Yeah. You're one of like six people that like me here, and I appreciate that. Thank you for calling in and telling me that. 
I'm also your little Jewish twin, born oh, in May. God. Oh, really? When's your birthday? 16th. Oh, fuck yeah. Just, uh, yep. You said 16th? Yeah, 18th part. Yep. Beautiful. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And also down over close to 140-something pounds. You you are down 140? Mm-hmm. Oh, my yeah. God! That's fucking insane. Yeah. Down 140. How does it feel? Probably amazing. Completely, because I was a size 26 back okay. in the day. And when I got married, they had to add two-inch gussets to the sides of my wedding gown. Ugh. And the little the little Asian seamstress was saying, you too fat, you put down folk. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they don't have a, yeah, a filter at all, I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I did. I put down the fork when I put down the first husband. Okay. And diet and exercise. And now I stay on a, like a low glycemic. And yep. Low GI, work, yep. Work out constantly. And Beautiful. I'm 51 in May. Look at you. You're probably in better shape now than you were like in your 30s, right? Is it one oh of those? Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, because when I was fat, I thought I was hot shit. Yeah. And is that because of um, like society telling you that you should be, you're beautiful at any size sort of deal? Or was this? No, I just, I had an ego on me. But now oh. I'm like, oh no, don't, don't look at me. And I don't like to draw a lot of attention on Interesting. myself. Interesting. I would get in a bikini at mm-hmm. 265 pounds and Damn. only 4'10". Wow. So you're you're pretty short. I am pretty, tiny. Yeah, you're a little spinner. Um, yes. Well, I'm glad you got the weight off because honestly, that is the, the best bet of health is to just get that fucking weight off, whether it's Ozempic or whether it's intermittent fasting or even if you have to get bariatric surgery, like obesity is not good for any sort of chronic issues whether it be diabetes cancer heart disease like just get the fucking weight off and you did it so you should be really really proud of yourself thank you Mm -hmm. good luck thank you god bless thank you bye bye god she sounds so sweet and nice can't believe people like that like me but i do appreciate it i can't stop taking calls so we'll just keep doing it hello who's this hello All right. Hello? Hello? Anna. It's Fred in Ohio. Fred in Ohio. What's going on? I have a question for you. Yes. How do you, what do you suggest on the intermittent fasting for somebody that's a diabetic that can't go that long because my blood sugar will drop? Oof. Don't fucking ask me that shit, buddy. I just got a bachelor's degree and physical anthropology i really can't help you i'm not gonna tell you what to do i'm i don't even know what to tell you to do because i would just be like fucking you know power through it but don't listen to me because i don't know the repercussions of you know the 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 blood sugar dropping too low and i know you could like lose a foot or something so please don't ask me that please google or something get it talk to a doctor i reserve too low you can pass out right into a low sugar coma Right. Yeah. So again, don't fucking don't ask me, buddy. I don't know. Is it are you type two or type one? I'm type two. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Don't ask me. I would tell you to just power through it, but again, like if you come back with like a you lost a foot, um, that's not gonna be good for my reputation. So I'm going to reserve the right to say anything to you because I don't know. Talk to a doctor that knows what they're talking about. Thank you. Sorry, right, Fred. Thank you. thank you. Sorry, Fred. Yeah. Don't don't try to get me in that fucking legal, um, you know, uh, 
responsibility or liability. Uh, hello, who's this? Hey, Anna Hummel. It's Scout. I'm Hi, Scout. Three shows in a row. Hell yeah, you are. <laughs> I wish you were coming to Bump at 199 tonight. Oh, I know. I you really are the highlight like... of Barb, and I, I and for people that don't go, like you should go just to to see Scout in in her all of her glory. Because honestly, you are like you're so much fun. You're like you're loud, you're drunk, but not like throwing up or doing anything crazy. But you just you rile the party up. You're usually the first person to cheer when like you know Dan or or Kevin is giving a speech. You'll be like, oh yeah, and then and then the crowd erupts. <laughs> but you really are the ringleader of fun during Barb Weekend. And I hope you know that. I'm trying to learn some restraint in the fact no! that... No! Um, That's the last no, thing I want you no, to do. There was one bar where, like, I don't remember large chunks of it. I had to be picked up off the floor, I guess, several times. You know, I don't remember getting back to the hotel room. So I I've, I think I got the right combination because the last two have been really solid yes. performances, I think. So. Yeah. So I think that that's what I'm striving for. I want to be able to have some memory of it, not just pictures. <laughs> I was told I had fun. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> But um, I'm kind of, you know, I meant what I said the other day about the, the people that the show brings into your life. And when we were home last month, Elkhart Rob came down to our house for dinner. Ugh. And we're going to be home in May on the 19th. So anybody who's in Arizona, don't want to make, you know, doesn't mind making the trek down to Tucson. Let's go out. Let's go to dinner. Hit Amazing. And you really are like a really good person of like a point of contact because you know everybody you're friends with everybody you've known the show for years and if you get to know scout she's gonna just like enhance your social life to the nth degree you really are like i I saw the um after barp you i'm not gonna say exactly where because maybe you don't want people to know but like you amy wizzy tease like y'all did dinner on near the beach somewhere and I'm like, you know, and we were invited airbnb yeah amazing and it was just like so fucking cool it was the best time. I think we're going to try and do something like that again this time, although we might do it the days leading up to BARP. It's all still in the, up in the air. Yeah. We're so far out. But yeah, I just, um, it's just such a good group of people. It really is. And, you know, you're, when, especially for the FTEs, man, you're out here, you're riding around in your truck. Yeah. And, you know, it, it like you meet people through work. Sure. When you're in a truck, you know, so, I mean, it's just, we know people like everywhere. I mean, there's very rarely we can't throw up, hey, we're here. And somebody isn't like, love Army here in the state, too, you know? So yeah. It's, it's awesome. Fantastic. But, yes, thank you so much for shouting yeah. out, like, where you're going to be and for people to meet up with you because it's it's such a good time. And you guys, you and Big Gulp are so hospitable. And I, I really was able to get, um, a, like, a solid amount of one-on-one time with both of you. And, you know, hearing Big Gulp just talk about how grateful she is to have you in her life and for everything that she has and... <laughs> The kids and, you know, I don't know if it was, a, you know, obviously I know she feels that way, but also, you know, it, it helped that we were, we were probably drinking. But um, just the, the amount of gratitude that you both have for, you know, I, I think you went to Italy or you're going to Italy. Uh, yeah, we, we went like uh, four years ago and we're going back to Italy and Greece um, this October. Right. She was and talking just, about that. Just, you know, just I, I, th- I like when you talk about your traveling and getting out because. You can't appreciate what you have if you don't get out and see what else there is offered. Yes. You know, and I mean, the, I mean, to anybody who doesn't get out of their own backyard and see what else America has to offer. Because, I mean, as, through my job, I've seen everything. I've been every, to every state. I mean, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. But then to get to, you know, to get to go overseas and share that with someone, I mean, it's just, it's good stuff. And, and the older you get, the more you just, you get a little reflective on stuff and you want to take it all in. And 
I like, yeah, I just, it's good stuff. Absolutely. Just to, you know, go to a third world country, see how they live, and then, you know, you won't be complaining about, you know, the roads where you are or the fact that you don't right, have. It really puts it in perspective. Yeah, you don't have the nicest car or the nicest purse. You're just like, I don't even fucking care. I got running water and a hot shower. I don't give a fuck. So. And, and kudos to anybody this late in life to to kind of be putting their gas, their foot on the gas pedal as far as getting their shit under control. And, you know, to, to that chick who called in a few minutes ago, I'm like, I'm going to, I got to start getting my shit together. I turned 50 and I feel like it's time to, to start Munsey a little bit and get, get things back on track. So absolutely. I mean, it's, it's never, never, never too late never to start. Late. Never too late to start. That's, Anybody would tell you that. That's it. So we look forward to see what the, you know, what everything comes down the, the down the pipe and, and what, what's going to be offered up and just keep doing what you do. Thank you, Scout. Thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. Love you guys. Look All right. Love you. Tonight. Bye. Bye. All right. And with that, I think it's, uh, I think it's time to go. Um, cause if you haven't had enough of me for four hours in the morning and an hour and a half in the early afternoon, you're going to get two more hours of me tonight at Bubba 199 with Boo Man. It's his birthday. Um, I got him a really cool gift. I got him. You'll find it tonight. Goodbye.